Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting podcast. Now our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and just have fun. And if you like what you hear and see, make sure to subscribe to the channel and I'll keep you updated. Now today I thought it might be a lot of fun to take a look inside the Develop Your Own Painting course and give you an idea of what it's like to look at one of the students' photographs, create an approach, and see what happens as they develop their painting. Now you may put the tree in there, you may not. And what I would do is uh, wet the surface right here, actually right all the way down through here, wet the surface, mingle in my color, my blues and the suggestion of other trees there on a wet surface, lift and tilt the paper so it creates a nice little blurred mingled effect. And then as the surface starts to dull down, I would get in this green right here and it would uh, migrate and uh, blossom back into this, creating more of a, a natural edge. Or you could take a number 30 natural brush and just soften that edge through there because we don't need every blade of grass. We just need to give the impression of it and the suggestion of it. And then I would bring that down into here and for these little flowers, if you really wanted them to stand out, there's a couple things you could do. You could just mask those areas, or once you get the foundation in, you could lift some of those areas out and then dab in some color. So instead of trying to paint out the blades of grass, I would look for the dark spaces and do the negative painting around that. And then a little negative painting around here, so that would stand out. This would go darker. It would make it easier for you to mask things. I try to avoid that, but because you know those hard lines can really stand out, and I do think that you can get away with it without masking. You would just wet all the area around your bench and work on this section, and then you would work on, on the surrounding area and then come back in. It creates a softer line, but um, let's let's try that approach first it's an option to just paint it on top or negative painting or mask it you have those options and then with your chairs starting with the lightest value the yellow here or the blue if you're going to make them these two colors start with your lightest value paint the entire chair start with your lightest value of your blue paint the entire chair and then you have your foundation and then what you'll do is look at the uh, different values here. You may, if you really can't see the values, you can always make a black and white copy. So think about this lighter value here, and then you can see how this is a slightly darker value, a slightly darker value, and this is a slightly darker value, a little bit of a shadow going through there, darker values. So look for those mid-tone values. That way you have your underlying color, and then it really does look like a shadow. Now let's take a look at how the artist applied those suggestions into their painting. This was um, one of the photographs that you submitted. Uh, I did have a question. You can see up, can you see up there? I can. Uh, I'm pointing, I'm pointing oh. to the water. I really had a really difficult time with that, uh, with the reflections, and I kind of messed it up. Uh, so and that was the hardest part of the uh, see here. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I can't see you pointing. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see this. I was very impressed with what you did. And I thought you did a wonderful job and the colors were great. And you captured the shadow and you have a nice variation of um, detail and looseness. 
So I thought it was wonderful how you approached it. You may want to add a little more blue into it because you would actually have the reflection of the sky, but this could this works too. And I'm going to show you a little secret here that if you're not aware of it, so that if you have your water like this, which can be challenging to look at, if you turn it on its side, then you're basically just looking at the shape and not thinking about it as water. Do you mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So, so then you would, would see that, that, oh, you've got a little bit of maybe a, a tad of a blue tint in there, maybe a little tint of blue here, and you might approach it a little bit differently. And then I'm going to go ahead and turn this around so we can just see it like that. A lot of times I'll turn my paintings upside down. So let's go mm -hmm. ahead, rotate this one. Okay, so if we look at that, and then look at that, does that help you at all? Can you? Yeah, it does. Um, it, one thing that really bothers me is I feel like some of the uh, paints are appearing pasty. Uh, what brand is, are you using? Oh, uh, they're all good brands. They're, uh, David uh, Smith or uh, Daniel Smith. Or, okay. Daniel Smith. Yeah. But they're, they're all good brands. Right? That's that, that's it. But it's I think it's the uh, the way I apply it. Um, so Thanks. what I'm after is the transparency, like. Uh, the yellow chair seems to be better uh, looking to me, um, but the, the the shadows are very pasty. Yeah, and um, well, not to the left of the chair mostly. Actually, I did that last because I said the heck with the uh, the path, uh, and so I just covered it up real quick. I was uh, okay with the the shadows that were under both chairs, but not in the on the left foreground bottom. Okay, so when I, I'm looking at this, what I would—I think you did a fantastic job. Just to just to say that right right now, so you understand that. And what I also see is that you're using a very small brush, which is different than what I would be doing. I'd be using one that would be anywhere from a 14 to 20. I think you do have a nice blend of detail and simplicity. So that's why I don't think this is really overdone. So I, that's why I'm not um, really focusing on that. In other, if I thought that you were, were overdoing it with the, the detail, I would definitely let you know. And if I thought that you were too dry, I would let you know. I would suggest to you is that you increase the size of your brush. I'm going to look at looking for... Because what I'm thinking about is how much can I paint at one time? I'm going to go ahead and get a little water in here. Not much. You can see it. Hopefully you can see it doesn't have a ton of water in there. I'm looking at your painting, so I can't, or your photograph, so it's hard for me to see what you're seeing. Okay, so let's go in there. And we're going to have our water up here and our little... Uh, bank over there. So I'd be starting with our blue. I should clean out my palette. And whenever I do a painting, I just go for whatever colors I'm intuitively drawn to. But let's think about this. Just get some water in there. Water first into the palette, a little bit of color. I'm going to take a little bit of the French ultramarine blue. You could take cobalt blue. You could use cerulean blue. Whatever color you see that sky to be. Let's go ahead and get 
just a little bit of that in here. We just need to tint the paper a little bit, just like that. And I'm going to actually turn your image to the side so I can see it. And to get that reflection, so I've got some white space and the blue. Then I'm going to think about your the reflection of the trees. If I come in with a number 12, that's going to be too big. So I'm going to come in with a number 14. We don't need much. We just need to break it up a little bit. This is dulling down a little bit. And I'm going to go ahead and just try to, I'm thinking, do I want to get rid of that little white line? Because I really like it. But let's go ahead and just kind of mingle it in there. So if I leave this flat, I am definitely not going to be happy with it. So, okay, so right now, leaving it like this, it's going to blossom and create things that we're not happy with. So I'm going to go ahead and hold it up so it can move more. And if it's not moving the way I want, I should get more color in there. Uh, I could always add more water to force it to move. I'm going to take a little bit more of whatever I have in the palette here to make this more interesting. Let's see how this goes. And I think that my line is a little too small, but it, it'll be okay. And again, if I leave it flat, I am not going to be happy with it. So I'm going to lift it up, see if I can get that color to move and mingle with some white spaces and blue sky in there. And just so it becomes um, as a suggestion of some foliage on the other side there. So let's go ahead, clean that up. Then I'd go back in, just get a little bit, maybe more of that blue sky or give the impression of some of those little ripples. You could do that too. And then I'm starting to think about that bank of grass that you've got there. And I could come in wet on dry, or what I could do is just add a little more water. That way, the water basically is our friend and makes things much more forgiving. And just by having it on a damp surface, not really wet, it's naturally going to crawl. And then I'm going to bring it down a little bit more. So this would be a foundation. You've got your little path that comes in here. You have your chairs over there. Here, if I'm on dry paper, you see how that starts to end up looking. It can start to look overworked. So I'm going to take that number 30 and I'm going to soften these edges a little bit because I'm thinking I want a foundation. But hopefully you can see I've got quite a bit of water in there. It's, let's look at the surface. It's pretty glistening. So then I would need to let that dry. And then I could, or I can drop in a little bit more color. Maybe this is where you might be feeling that you're getting a little uh, heavy. So let's take a look at that. And that way you can see how much water I'm getting in there. Because I want it to move. And then let's go ahead and I'll start to get that in. I would probably add a little more of this in there. Try to just give you an idea. You know, I, it doesn't have to be perfect right now. Once I have this in, I would move it around so those edges can start to mingle. And for this area, I know we've got our little wooden uh, fence there. Let's just soften a few of those up. You can always add those details later. And then let's get your grass in over here. Let's go for a brighter green. 
this is how I would be thinking about the foundation and the basic background and then for the path. Okay, so I think what's happening is you're going a little too heavy with your pigment in here. And you can see the size of my brush stroke. I'm also flattening the side a little bit so I get a little wider stroke because I can always come back in with detail. And if you want to leave some little white areas, you can. So let's see the surface. You can see that it's very shiny through there and not as uh, wet up there. But that would be something I would start with. And even though that's not really developed right now, it would be the beginning. So I think what you might have done was go back and forth with your brush. And so this is going to create some natural blossoms, which you might be going, oh, no, you know, you might worry about that. But if the surface is damp enough, we can still move that. Okay. And since this is light and this is going to be light, we need some contrast between those two areas. So I'm thinking what uh, we're going to go ahead and get this a little darker here. I was thinking, do I want to do the grass or do I want to do the water a little bit? Let's go ahead and do the water. So I'm just basically going to go along here. And what I'm trying to do is get those two edges to crawl. So if this, this is still pretty uh, damp, but if that was semi-dry, it would create a natural uh, crawl like I have in my atmospheric landscape course on a little mountain ridge. Uh, I don't know if you've taken that, but that we discussed that more in that one. We would need our chairs in there, and it would look a lot cleaner if we have our um, taped edges. But that is basically how I would approach it. Now that concludes today's episode, and I hope you found that helpful. And if you're interested in future updates, make sure to subscribe to the channel. So until next time, have fun and happy painting.